listening to the Hometown Losers, the St. Louis Sports Podcast, with Josh, Adam, and OJ. Hey everybody, welcome back here to the Hometown Losers Podcast. I am joined as always by my co-host and Adam and OJ. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Hey, hey, hey. Glad to be here. How's it going? It's going pretty going good right on my end. Yeah, sorry, OJ. Uh, uh, oh, I stumbled on you there. Yeah, I know. He nor. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, uh, I'm I'm all over the place. I apologize, but OJ, it's we're all here. We're all well. good. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> here to talk some sports. OJ coming coming up with heat, man. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, let's go ahead and jump into our 36th session. Um, kind of crazy, as I told uh, told you guys both before the uh, before we started the podcast, I have completed a full notebook for of notes uh, for this podcast. That's crazy. I never even did that in school. So <laughs> that tells you, uh, I've been doing this. Uh, we've been doing this for a long time, and I've been paying attention at least. <laughs> Hopefully, I get well, good grades for the test. How how fitting that our 37th episode will, will or session will be on a brand new page so or a brand new uh slate so to speak so there you go 37 in a row in, in a row season. we're gonna have 37 <laughs> sessions in a compl- in a row it will be oh indeed. god i would yeah we're gonna have a 24-hour uh podcast <laughs> on. oh my god yeah you no, probably could I do that because you're an, yeah you're an insomniac i on the other hand will probably be passed yeah. out after like the first three so i'll be yeah. in the background snoring you'll still be you know doing your thing yeah, that's that's the thing. I think out of the three people, maybe I'm the only one that would be able to stumble across the finish line, mostly due to the insomnia. Uh, I think to to your point, Adam, you would probably fall asleep, and OJ would just be like, "I'm not doing that." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That right. No. Just no. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's dive in. Let's talk about the Cardinals here. Um, so I'm just gonna go through it real quick. We we pretty much all know, like nothing's really changed here, but they're uh, six, seven, eighty-six, twenty games back in the Central. 12 and a half games out of the last wild card. They're 14th out of the 15 teams in NL and 26 out of 30 in MLB, and they are officially eliminated. Woo! Um, so, there you go. We, we don't have to get tattoos. Week, How exciting. I know. As we <laughs> talked about last week. So, I, by the way, by the way, I definitely, I definitely talked about that with my stepdad at dinner. Um, at a family dinner, was talking about how I'm going to get a tattoo, and that like if the Cardinals win, it's going to be a neck tattoo. And he looked at me, he's like, "That's stupid, but that's pretty funny." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, it's uh, it. yeah, exactly. At least I understood what we were going for there. And obviously, uh, you know, it would have been great. Like honestly, they would have deserved that tattoo. You know, they deserve that uh, that blank space. See what I did there, Adam? Specifically. Oh. Um, yeah. Which I that's. Neither here or there. We're not going to talk about that right now with Travis Kelsey and and Taylor Swift because that it's just the seems to be news in the NFL. Apparently, yeah, this, like, it's just dominating the headlines. I'm like, he came <laughs> on Pat McAfee's show and talked about it, but apparently he didn't deny it. And so I'm he like, it's like a real thing. But apparently they really have hung out like two times, and yeah. then they're kind of like keeping a casual like to hang out. But apparently, like one of them was a hangout and one of them was a date, according to like people. Well, apparently, if you hang out with a chick like two crazy. times, apparently, like everybody freaks out. And I guess now they're planning the wedding, you know, after just chilling for two times. Apparently, that's now the new well, rule, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. Anyways, let's get back to the Cardinals. So the Cardinals obviously have been eliminated uh, from the playoffs. Um, it's very it's a it's a stark contrast to what we had at the beginning of the year um, for hope uh, for this team. We really thought that potentially I, I believe that all three of us here on the podcast, we thought they were going to win the central, but maybe not necessarily make a real big dent into the playoffs. It, yeah, OK, yeah. OJ, wasn't that kind of your consensus or do you believe this team oh, on paper? I think, good? I think they should have been a really good team. They should have won a lot more games than they did. I think it was uh, more a matter of the rule change plus, well, a lot of things, but I think that they could have won a lot more games if they had uh, had a more synergy, had more synergy as far as their like overall strategy mm-hmm. on trying to win games. Like I think yep. they kind of had it the last few years and they completely threw it out the window this year for some reason. And I think it just made it, it made it work like less than the sum of its parts. So yeah. And I do think that the baseball classic did hinder, you know, the off season, um, getting teams yeah, ready. Yeah, could be the, the reason, but yeah. I'm not sure. A lot so. of contributing factors for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Kept, I did a lot. Not one big one. They kept fucking Burleson out there in left field, and that was just awful. I mean, how long did we have Burleson left, Walker in right, when Walker was like still terrified of being in the outfield at that? And you have like mm-hmm. Newt Bar in the center. He's not even a national center fielder. So like. All of our pitchers got fucked early in the year because nobody was running shit down. Everything's dropping in. If you get it out of the infield, it's dropping. <laughs> it was terrible. I can't believe they so that, that was that. That happened specifically at the game Friday night that Am and I went to with Polly uh, yep. uh, Palacios. Made a great diving catch, but it should in left. But there should have never been. Not have been a diving catch because he got a very late jump on the ball. And I'm yeah. like, dude. So me as an outfielder in mm. softball, I looked at. And I get it. I'm in the stands. It's a lot. You know, I'm not looking up in the lights and stuff like that. But I'm sitting there going, dude, like, how did you not immediately start running towards where that ball was going to be? Like, it was just so odd to me. I was like, uh. I mean, he made okay. the catch, then, but like, it was yeah. very unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. That's the hardest thing to judge on TV because you don't get to see the outfielder until the camera pans away to follow the ball. Right. So, like, well, we were at the you game, see him running by that. That's what yeah. I'm saying. When you're at the game, that's like that's why it's hard to judge outfield defense from your couch. Like you need to get angles of the outfielder mm-hmm. as the ball's being hit. Yeah. And literally, we're in the field. in the and we were literally dead center field dead as center well. Field. Exactly. I mean, you see the ball yeah. right as it's coming off the bat, as it's coming towards you know going into left field, you know, and you're it's watching his reaction. Yeah. I mean, was he like that on a lot of a lot of flies out there, or was it just on a particular kind of. one? Or? No, it, on that on that one, it was very very. It was definitely it was very obvious that he like didn't read it very well because he immediately started mo- uh, moving to like left center. He took like two steps to his left, and then he came back towards that position, and then had like dead sprint to be able to get a run onto it, where it was kind of like sliding and attacking the ball. And I'm like, but that I ball see. from from the angle was definitely not even close to being center field. I thought it was going like tail into like being out of play on the third base side. And it was just like, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Like my reaction when I'm in the center field, especially since Adam and I have gone to several games in those seats is that I tend to immediately when the ball is popped up, especially if it's a high, a high fly ball, or if it's going to be like a deep ball to the warning track, I immediately look at the outfield. How is their body positioning? You know what I mean? Cause like if they are, you know, like last days ago and they're clearly like their backs to the home plate, you know it's gone. You know what I mean? Either they're trying to play it off the wall or something like that. But if they're making a competitive play, it's like, all right, cool. There might be something to this. 
Right. Um, and that's definitely what it, that, in that situation, that's exactly what I did was I immediately looked at uh, Palacios and I was able to track his footwork. You know, again, he moved left and then attacked the ball and he had to make like a dead sprint. And I, I guess he thought that maybe Win or Arenado wasn't playing. So I can't even remember the name of the guy that was playing third base who still hasn't has uh, didn't get in a major league hit yet so far. Mm-hmm. He, I think he's like played in like nine games or something like that. He hasn't had a major league hit. Mm-hmm. Um Jeez. You know, he uh, did not, you know, he didn't make a play on the ball either or whatever. So he's like, oh, crap, I have to run to the ball. That's kind of what, it, like, at least that I interpreted it as. And I'm like, but it wasn't, like, it definitely wasn't, like, a, one of those, like, okay, this is going to be, like, in the back of the infield. You know what I mean? Like, on, on like, the very, like, first blades of grass right outside the dirt. This was, like, clearly, like, your ball. So it is Yeah, Ju- is. Ju- Ju- I can't even pronounce his last name. Quiracuto. C- Qu- Quiracuto. Yeah, Kuto, yeah, Kuto, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was playing third Don't that like night. last night. Yeah. He was playing, yeah, because that was last night's game. Yeah, Queer Kuto was playing third. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's uh, it's not good, obviously. <laughs> no. But yeah, it, it was, could be. You know, well, we whenever we saw that lineup and we saw that, yeah, when we saw that lineup and we saw Edmund was out and we saw that, uh, you know, that Arnado was out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was yeah. like, uh. So, well, reading the ball, like we already have a bunch of engineers. left or right, right field also. So like, yeah, it can be kind of disorienting switching around. So I don't know. Maybe that's what it is, but I don't know how he's played elsewhere. Cause I, I do mm-hmm. know that at one point though, fan had him at least for this season as having a foot greater than average jump for like a little while, you know, obviously not very many games played, but they said his jump was good. So I kind of thought he was getting a good jump on stuff, but he also earlier in the season, he was playing in like center and right field primarily, I think. So maybe something like that. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Again, and it could, it could have been one of those like one-offs where he got lost in the lights at first. And that's why he kind of like drifted the center to be able to even get an angle on the ball. And he's like, Oh shit, this ball is not going as deep as I thought. It could have been one of those, but it's just, that's what it looked like. You know what I mean? At least he made yeah. the play. That's the biggest, the biggest thing. He didn't cost runs or anything like that, but it yeah. still was kind of like, all right, you know, and but to your point, I feel like the, our outfield, which was funny because coming into this, I really like coming into the season where I, we talked a lot about the outfield and how it was kind of sort of a question mark, but also somewhat finalized. Right. We felt that we were pretty good, understood our three that were going to be there. And we felt pretty well defensively, as long as everybody can perform to the abilities we know them to be able to have. But obviously that just fell flat on their face. You know what I mean? When it came to the right. season. Yeah, exactly. So interesting. But one uh one Cardinal pitcher did get a massive win here. And for anybody that's been on a rock, oh yeah. Wayno gets to two hundred wins. Um yeah. this is a very big deal because the the days of us when we grew up, when we got to see pitchers get uh you know, cross a three hundred mark plateau, those days are kind of gone. The last time a person to do that was Randy Johnson back in two thousand and nine. So yeah, yeah. that is those days are it's been such a long sure. time. Yeah, like there, there's so many analytics. There's too many pi- uh, pitchers. Um, they don't go deep in, into games anymore. Hitters just do so much more work when it comes to video and stuff like that. I really do believe that 200 is now like the new 300. Um, and to kind of put that in perspective here. Uh, so Wainwright, when he got 200 wins, there's only four other current players in the MLB that have over 200 wins. Uh, Justin Verlander, 255, uh, Grinky at 224, uh, Scherzer at 214, and Kershaw at 209. 
Um, really, if you look at this, the only one out of those pitchers, out of those five pitchers, including Wainwright, that would have in a chance of getting to 300 would be Kershaw. And the reason why is he's only 35. Like Verlander's 40, even though he's a, he's got 255, but he's 40. Grinky's 39. Scherzer's 39. Like Kershaw's 35. So you would technically have like five more years if you look at that, but you're not getting 20 wins, yeah. you know, in those five years anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's if you're extremely somehow extremely like you have to be pitching at a historic performance really for those next like five years. And uh, it sounds like Clayton Kershaw's most likely going to be retired anyways. He's been injured for a lot this season. I'm saying to get 300 wins. That's pretty yeah. damn amazing. I mean, you're talking yeah. and, absolute Hall of Famers, no doubt, you know, and put and, and put some it, big, put some big in, names <laughs> and put this into perspective. There's only one pitcher right now. That is uh, uh, in Major League Baseball that is that is on pace to get to 200 wins. And that's Garrett uh, Cole, who is not a bad pitcher. He is uh, 33. He's got 143 wins. He averages 13 wins a year. So it's they're going to say it's going to take him about five to six years to do that. So that's like you're still pitching for like. And I think Garrett Cole has been in the league for seven years or something like that already or seven or eight years. But I mean, you're pretty much pitching your entire career up until you're 40 and then retiring, but you're like at 200 or just slightly over that. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, yeah, I think that you think about Wainwright, right? Yeah. If Wainwright hadn't missed any time due to injury, he, there's almost no way, there's no way he would have gotten to 300 wins. You know, it's just not possible in this day. Not anymore. No. 200 is becoming much less possible too. They just give, they give them rest and everything else. And you know, it's just the way things are compared to how things used to be. Yeah. They give more rest and everything. And so they just don't have as many starts, but you know what, that's, you know, because obviously the game has become increasingly harder, you know, over the years. And obviously, you know, those guys are, pitching very you know aggressively um you know and so it takes a toll on their body so their arms for sure yeah but yeah i don't expect that we're going to see too many people be hitting 200 anytime soon so so the, at least we have something that, and, and i was going to say in the game that he pitched was ima- just absolutely yeah. one of the best pitcher pitch, best pitch games i have seen him pitch in a very long time he looked like you know, like I had a feeling like in my heart that that was going to be the game because he was just so into that. Like you could just tell, you know, the way he was pitching. He was so confident that night, you yeah. know, yep. and the way he's pitching and like the whole team just sort of had that aura with them, you know, that galvanized together. For and it was yeah. quite a pitcher's duel. I mean, I think that yeah. being one to seven nothing, the shut- only. Re- yeah, he pitched seven shutout Indians in a one yeah. to nothing win. Yeah, the one time, the one time, I don't know if anybody yeah. seen, but was watching, but the one time Ollie comes out, Ollie Marmo comes out and everybody just, boo, boo. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he was like, okay, I'm just talking to him, dude. I watched Wainwright's interview and they, they asked him about that specifically. He goes, did you think you're going to get the hook? And he's like, I thought maybe, but he came out and said, you want this guy? And I go, yeah, I think you should give him to me. And he goes, okay, cool. You're it for the inning. Just walk yep. back yeah, because everybody was like ready to rip off Marmel's head at that point. They were like, yeah. don't you dare yeah. bring him out right now. So, yeah, yeah no I, I was really happy for him. That was an incredible game. And, you know, since we're not going to see any, you know, great moments really this year all that much, at least we got to see that, thankfully. Yeah, so, we got to trick ourselves just like in the yeah, 90s Cardinals awesome. one. It was like, hey, we were great because we had Mark McGuire. 
Yeah, it was like one yeah. of those moments like, oh, hey. I mean, honestly, that was like the one highlight. I mean, that was like the one thing that I was like, well, if we obviously know we're not going to get anything out of this season. So at the very least, let's just hope that Wayne can get 200 so that way he can retire on uh, with that, you know. With it. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. I wanted that pressure to be taken off of him. That way he kind of go out on top because, you know, for a while there, it was like looking really – you know, really shitty for a while. Like, is he actually going to be able to hit 200? And it kind of looked, and I didn't want him to go out and like kind of look embarrassed. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You didn't want him to limp across. And especially it would have been really terrible if he would have finished at 199. And my, my worst case scenario for him was, is what we talked about last week. Um, You know, he had like, we said three official starts is what he's projected for, but they'll probably, they would probably make room for four. Now that he's got it, there's really no reason he probably will pitch the last game of the season. You know, oh, yeah. they'll give it people. to him for sure. Yeah, yeah. they're going to give it to him, yeah. but he was supposed to pitch two days before that anyway. So it doesn't matter. So they'll probably be like, all right, either put somebody in short rest, they go out and do it. Or you'll just take somebody, you know, put a six person in there. Who cares at this point? Right. You're going to, sure. you're going to give Wayne, Wright The last game of the season. Right. You have to. Um, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you got my, nothing else like, going on. So why wouldn't you, you know? Right. Yeah. My worst case scenario, though, was that he's sitting at 199 with, uh, like, again, maximum of four opportunities and he loses all four. I would have been like, yeah. man, for the Cardinals stretching to get you those opportunities and you still lose and you end at 199, I would have felt mm-hmm. so bad for him. Yeah, that would have sucked for sure. Yeah, that would suck. I was at least really happy. I'd be for mad him, at sure. the Cardinals, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, can we not? Like, are you fucking it, exactly. Exactly. That's the shitty part. Yeah, it's, it's like, not like you're these... playing a bunch of world beaters. It's not like you're playing yeah. guys that you can't fucking beat. Yeah. Like, come on. Listen, one, the one thing that I love about Wayno is how honest the guy is. Like, he's such a good yeah. guy, he likes to play around, as we all know. He's very intense when it comes to specific questions, obviously. So last year, he's like, is this the last year? And he's like, please stop asking me those questions and got on people uh, for that. But at the same time, like he was very, like I, when I watched, again, I watched the entire interview that he had after the game when it was like 15 minutes long. Right. And he made a mention, I can't remember the question that was asked, but he was, he was talking about it, about trying to get to 200 and like, you know, he thought that maybe he had a chance to be able to do it last year. Cause he was playing well. He's like, you know, I lost a few really close games. He's like, and he imme- immediately made a comment. He goes, but I was pitching, uh, I was pitching pretty well last season. Most of those weren't my fault. You know, kind of like, you know, like kind of he said in a playful way, but like in a very obvious way, like, hey, that wasn't on me. That was either on the offense or the defense dropping the ball. But I pitched pretty well. And I feel like for for Wainwright, that's kind of that's kind of like the competitive. He's he's honest. He's never going to like dog anybody out. He's not going to call out names or anything like that. But he's also very realistic and be like, okay, cool. I know that wasn't me. Sucks because I'm not getting the win. But I know that wasn't. Yeah, for Um, sure. Nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah, and it's it's crazy to think too that he's only the 38th pitcher in NL history to be able to get to 200 win. Yeah. That's freaking crazy to me. As long as his game has been around, and he's only yeah. the 24th pitcher since 2000 as well, which yeah. is also very. So, and he, he's probably one crazy. of the very last ones to, we'll ever see as well. So, yeah, how crazy is that though? And 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 if you take a look at this, just the whole uh, the whole scheme of things, right? So our pools hit seven home runs last or 700 home runs last year. That will never be done again. I firmly believe in my heart of hearts that that unless there comes to be a prolific hitter that's like playing video game numbers, right? I don't think that ever is going to happen again. 700 home runs in a career. There's no way in today's modern baseball. 
And then the following year, we get to see a pitcher get to 200 wins. And, and last year, too, with a battery record, too. Got to give that to yeah, Lino, uh, the Reno and Yachty. That one, 100% will never be touched. Never the, again. the way that players yeah. get traded around, they don't stick around, injuries and stuff like that, there's absolutely no way that that's ever going to happen again. Uh, it, but it pretty much is the like, end of the era for that, so to speak, yeah. And we got to see all of. that in the past two seasons with the Cardinals, which is crazy to think, you know. All these, all these uh, records that will never be touched again, more than likely. Yeah. Let's take a look stuff. here at the. Uh, let's take a look at the off season, um, and you know, just taking a look at some potential targets that the Cardinals can go after. I think everybody here is in agreement that we definitely need some pitching and stuff like that. Um, I got five names uh, to talk about, um, but we can definitely talk about your guys because you guys probably have better players than I do, <laughs> to be honest. OJ, I'm a little curious. Who do you have on your uh, on your list here? Let's uh, t- let's uh, pick out the the biggest one that you have on your list, and we can talk about that. Uh, yeah, the Japanese guy Yamamoto, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. He's oh, see, like I, 20, I don't even have. He's 24 this season, starting pitcher. So apparently he's going to be coming over. Uh, and so you wouldn't have to lose a draft pick or anything if you signed him. So that's cool. He, a lot of teams will be in on him. So you have to spend, spend, spend. So that's really kind of really depends where the Cardinals are going to be at with what they're trying to pay. But to me, this is probably the best guy that you could get for just money. Like he's been killing the Japanese league. And although I don't have any advanced stats on him because all I have here is a, uh, baseball reference to look at so kind of older stats but uh, from what i've read uh his stuff people think will really translate to mlb because they evaluate it based on like pitch shape and all that kind of stuff you know yeah right they got a pitching down to much more of a science than it used to be so on top of him being incredible in japan he's supposed to be incredible here too and but he'll be the most money for sure so But I would like to get him uh, that if they got him, that would be incredible. And then I'd feel pretty good about that. So. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's not a name that I definitely was even aware of. But obviously, that makes sense coming from the Japanese league. We've had a lot of pitchers that have had a lot of success coming from the Japanese league over here, specifically pitchers, obviously a few positional players and stuff like that. But a lot of pitchers for sure um, have yeah. come over here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so like. Adam, it, ahead, in yeah. the Japanese league, uh, so the, in the Pacific League last year, he had a 168 ERA and like, wow. uh, I don't have fucking FIP here. But yeah, he's basically been in the ones in ERA for like the last three years. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, like, is he only pitching one inning a game? Good Lord. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah, anybody else got- that I got on this list? Let's see. I'm trying to find the innings pitched on. Oh, there it is. So let's see. Uh, in uh, 2020, he only pitched uh, well 126 innings, 193 in 2020. Wait, what? Sorry, 193 in 2021. Uh, 193 in 2022, and he's pitched thus far like 150 this year, 157, something like that, total. So he he puts miles on his arm you know he's got uh got some durability yeah. kind of like can eat some innings too on top of being highly skilled like, i'm telling you dude the amount of like high-end japanese pitchers he's not the only one there's like a 30 year old guy that's also a stud 
that is coming over that people want to get. But like I said, he's 30. This is the guy I would pick. Adam, who do you got on your list? Um, I was going to say, I know that the Cardinals have been looking at pursuing um, Aaron Nola for sure, because he'll be uh, coming up as a free agent after, you know, this season. Um, And I think that obviously we could, you know, I I think, you know, afterwards, I don't think I don't see him resigning with the Phillies. Um, He'll be definitely out there shopping. Hopefully, um, you know, the Cardinals are willing to open up their, you know, the the coffers, so to speak, could actually, you know, uh, be willing to, uh, you know, spend a little money as well because we're going to have to. And I think they've realized that this season that, you know, with performance that has been absolutely lackluster, you're seeing the fans just aren't showing up. I mean, they kind of just taken us for granted. So they're going to have to do some. We're going to have to make some moves. Another name as well. Um, I doubt that we're going to be able to land him, but that's Blake Snell. Um, it sounds like he's wanting to return yeah. back to the Padres again, most likely, but we'll see, you know, that's the name that's been floating around. Um, obviously he'd be a great addition for us. He's obviously front runner for the, you know, the Cy Young. So, um, and then one other name, uh, and that was, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, but, the thing is, is that he, there was obviously the trade or at least an attempted trade earlier this year with the Tigers to the Dodgers. He blocked it. However, they did sign a new or a contract. But after this season, from my understanding, um, he can opt out of his uh, $77 million five-year contract and become a free agent if he so chooses. Um, or he can choose to play it out, you know, and that deal and then it'll pay him 18 mil a year and this like upcoming year 16 mil and 25 and 15 and 26 so we'll see how that goes but he's an he's also an option as well for us so i think we have a few options for sure i think we're probably best to probably get aaron nola more than likely of of those three more than likely of of the of the things of the three that i've said yeah so like out of the five that like i had and i kind of try to rank them as i thought that would be not not like the best fit, but more likely for the Cardinals to go after. Aaron Nola is number three on that list for me. Uh, so, you know, Aaron Nola, I think, is the best option of what I – for pitching mm-hmm. that I have ri- written down. Um, you know, as I say, he's going to be 31. He's 90 and 71 in his career. Uh, career ERA of 371 in a war of 31-7 um for his first career i mean that's the kind of that's the guy that we're wanting um that's what Absolutely. a lot of and he's a ground ball uh ground ball contact here which works perfectly for our normal defense um you know i think that would work out really well um but and he's got a decent swing and miss stuff too but again it comes down to when it comes to money um number one on my list is frankie montas only reason why is because we continue like we've talked about frank i know we talked about him in the off season. Uh, we talked about him last year with trade deadline. And I feel like Frankie Montas has been in the conversation for the St. Louis Cardinals for the past like four or five seasons, I feel like. And uh, he's going to be 30 years old. His numbers don't look all that great. He's 36 and 35 so far in his career. Uh, ERA of three nine, uh, 3.9 and a war of only seven. But this is the type of guy that I feel like the Cardinals will go after. Uh, we'll go out and get and hope that be able to turn around because he won't demand as much money. The second person I have on that list, Right above Aaron, uh, Aaron Nola, Jessica, not because it, he's a better choice, but probably because it's more likely. And that's Montgomery uh, going out mm-hmm. and getting Montgomery. Now, he does have a player's option on his last deal. It is very uh, widely considered that he will not exercise that. 
um, mm-hmm. that he's going to be looking for more money, which also tends to mean that the Cardinals are probably not going to look uh, go out. But be nice to get a reunion with Montgomery because he was for long stretches of uh, period uh, for us. He was the best pitcher that we had. He serviced us really well last yeah, year as well. Um, yeah, he's 37, 34, um, 37 and 34 for his career ERA of 3.74 and a war of 11.5. The only other one that I had on pitching wise was, uh, Luis, uh, Severino, but Severino's coming off of injury. Um, he did not have a good year this year with the Yankees at all. And actually he's had really some like real missed seasons, um, the past couple of seasons, most of them do the injury and stuff, but he's 30. He does have like, he's. 54 and 37 with an ERA of 3.79 and a war of 11.9 with all that being said. But I, I just don't know, like, Severino is going to be coming to St. Louis or anything like that. But, again, it was just another one that kind of jumped off the page to me. Out of all those, I think that Irinola is probably going to be the best option for pitching. And then, OJ, your yep. guys definitely sounds like the second best. I just didn't know he was even somebody that was coming over. Yeah, I mean, they say that he's got a number two upside on Fangrass in a little blur, but they don't have like his actual stats, which kind of sucks. It makes it a little harder to evaluate. But I mean, yeah. they're the way they talk about it, they're like, oh, he locates his breaking stuff at will. He sits 93, 95, but he can get up to 99. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. That's very. Uh, attractive to me as a pitcher profile. Well, for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah the so only I mean, other you're looking right. at like number two starter uh, kind of money, I guess, is what it would take to get him. So he's somebody that could realistically get, honestly. Yeah. The only other one that I have beyond pitching is um, I, I did write down my fifth and final one here for offseason targets as an outfielder because I feel like we we still need outfield help. I really at this point believe that our infield is pretty good. Um, you know, any way you slice it, I feel like we're like at an advantage on our infield. But I really feel that there's a lot of question marks around our outfield right now. So I did put in Cody Bellinger. Um, I don't think <laughs> Cody Bellinger is going to. Uh, I want he's gonna a defender much more. I want a true center fielder. Yeah. Again, that's the reason why I went to center field too. And it just was like one of the names that popped out to me that I could see us going after to try to make a big splash. I don't necessarily agree that's the best choice, but it is again, just a name that popped out to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bellinger's not very good defensively, right? Or am I mistaken? Bellinger is not bad. It's not terrible. I mean, if I remember correctly, he's above league average, but he's not like gold glover, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't look awful. Does he yeah. normally play center um, field? Uh, Bellinger, yes. Yeah, well, they have him down I, as a natural center fielder. Okay, I was gonna say, didn't he originally? I think at one point he played first. I don't know. I could be wrong. Get down. Maybe yeah, with the Dodgers. He, he might have played first at some at some point, but I know he's maybe with the Dodgers. He did. Gotcha. Yeah, maybe. But that was just kind of like the last yeah, guy no. that I had on there. He did spend like twelve hundred innings in center field in twenty twenty two. Oh yeah. All right. And he's playing center field now for Chicago. So for the Cubs. Yeah, he's got right. yeah. really like not bad numbers there. I thought. I'll think. Yeah. 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 About, we did get the Google Love in 2019. 
but he might be. Uh, so he did get a Google glove. All right. I thought that he yeah, might have gotten one, but I don't want to speak out. Yeah, he did. It's not a terrible option. It's not a terrible option. Yeah, but, he got the gold Yeah, glove. it's just the, the only the only reason why that I think it, it's not going to happen is the fact that it's just going to cost too much money for Cody Bellinger. I think I don't even know what his co- contract looks now, but really, yeah. like I feel the Cardinals, if they're going to be making uh, like a big name acquisition in the offseason, season, is they're only going to be doing one. I think it's going to be very similar to like last year, where the only one that they you know went out and they got was Wilson Contreras, right? I feel like this offseason is going to be very similar that they'll get one pitcher and that's it. And so we just have to hope that it's a good pitcher, you know, a guy that could potentially really boost us. We'll see. Yeah. It looks like he's got a contract. It looks like he signed a one year, 17 and a half million dollar contract with the Cubs. Um, yeah. There you go. That's all right. I mean, he also is, he's having a, like a pretty, he's having like a four war year this year so far, which is good. Very good. So it's definitely like, is that worked, but he also two years ago put up like 1.8 ward, couldn't his way out of a paper bag. So, yeah. you know, could he re- regress? We don't know. So, he, there's a little risk there, and the Cubs already sent him, so they can have him. <laughs> He's got a mutual, he has a mutual option for next year, it looks like. Oh, okay. There is a buy, and there is a buyout clause in there too. It looks like it looks like a mutual option for 25 mil, uh, 5 million buyout. And then sure. um, one mil for a comeback player of the year, if he gets that. Yeah. Yeah. If you think he's a four war player, like four and a half more like war player going forward, then yeah, he'd probably spend the 25 or whatever on him, I would assume. Especially if you're the Cubs when you can print money. So, yeah. Well, that's for sure. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see what, you know, the offseason, ha- uh, you know, comes. Obviously, it's very, very far off for us. Um, you know, hopefully as things kind of progress, we can get a little bit better idea what that looks like and kind of go from there. Uh, let's transition here um, and talk a little bit about St. Louis City. Uh, so this is where things get to be a little interesting. I'm just going to go through this real quick. Uh, so they're 15 uh, and 5 and 10 for a total of 50 points. There are four games left that City has left to play. Uh, they are 13 points over the 10th place team, which would uh, be getting us into the playoffs. Is only the top nine make it into it as 13 points um, with uh, 13 points, excuse me, uh, with five games remaining because Minnesota has five games remaining. Um, that's four and a half games uh, re- in reality, like Minnesota would have to win out and St. Louis City would have to lose out for them to be able to get into it because um, that's just kind of how it how it is right now. Um, 11 points over eighth place is where we're at. That's four games with four games remaining. So most likely, uh, again, we're going to be in the playoffs and we're also going to be oh, yeah. in a non-play-in situation. I mean, like, again, I'll get 72%. Yeah. Short I think, oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, no, you're, you're right, good you're right. yeah, 72% yeah. chance right now for first place. So. Win, yeah. Yeah. To yeah, win yeah. The West table. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're nine points over fifth place. Uh, that's three games. Uh, it's three games. It was six remaining five points over second with that's two games with four games remaining. We are negative nine points, essentially. So we're nine points behind Cincinnati with four games. Uh, th- that's three games with four games left. So we can kiss the the supporter shield and get by. We're not going to get that. But especially that Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got to lose out. We got to win out. That's the only thing that's going to happen. Yeah. Cincinnati's got a game in hand on us as well. Now, percentage-wise, to make the playoffs, and this is where things get to be interesting as well. We had a little bit of conversation before this, and I know that if you're a St. Louis City's fan and you're a listener, 
you might have gotten the email that says that they are in the playoffs here because they have enough of this and with tiebreakers. Now, here's the thing that doesn't make any sense to me currently of why they would uh, what they have uh, have said what they did. Right. Um, the reason for that 10th place right now, <clears throat> excuse me, 10th place right now belongs to um, and why won't ESPN pull Mi- up? Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. And this yeah, is the United. Them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give me one second. You're good. I clicked it MLS and it's just like ESPN is just sitting here not doing anything. So, of course, as I'm trying to talk, I was going to say, it, I, I have it pull up, up too. Early. I have it up on MLSsoccer.com. So, which actually shows us, by the way, on MLSsoccer.com shows that we actually did clinch the playoff spot too. So, well, there's probably, well, this some- is where it's <clears throat> Go on, OJ. No, I was saying maybe some games happened or something and we clinched. I don't know. Uh, well, it, they said that after the Minnesota uh, after the Minnesota game, right? Which doesn't make any sense. But you know, hold on one second. You're good. <clears throat> Got hiccups, of course, at the wrong time right now. <laughs> All right, so this is why it doesn't make any sense. So for us to be able to get into the playoffs, we have to have five teams right now that cannot catch up to us, right? Five teams total. That's only three teams. Only three teams cannot catch up to us currently. That's why I'm really confused about this. So Colorado cannot catch up to us. They're way they're way too far out, right? LAFC now, could. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, obviously they're they're number three in the league, but I'm talking about I'm just looking at the bottom. Galaxy uh, can catch up to us. If that's what you're referring to. Um, Galaxy can catch up to us uh, because they have what they play. Uh, they have 33 points. And this is why I don't like MLSs. They they take the games played and they anyways whatever. Um, so Galaxy has 33 points. They have played 28 games. They have six games left. That's 18 points. They win all those games and we lose out. They get 51 points. We only get 50 points. So they would be in. Austin they have 34 games. Uh, uh 34 points. They have played 29. So that they can what they have uh, five more games. That's 15 points. That's 49. Okay, so that's number two. Austin can't catch up to us. Kansas City. Kansas City has 35 points. They have played 30 games, so they only have four more games. That's eight. Uh, that's eight games. Uh, or, or excuse me, that's um, no, that's four games. That's 12. Uh, 12 points. They can get 49 points. They can't catch up to us. Minnesota again. They play. They got 37, but they have 29 games that they have played. That is a total of five games. That's 15 points. <clears throat> that's 50. What? 52 points. They can catch up to us. Dallas. They play 28 and have 38 points, so we know they can catch up to us. Portland has got 39 points with 30 games played, so we know they can catch up to us. That's my thing. Mathematically, I don't understand how we are like we are considered to be, have this playoff clinch. They say because of the tiebreakers, but the, it doesn't matter. The first point, the first thing is points. So there's no way like that's where I'm confused, and that's why Adam, I was saying, oh, let's bring this into the podcast because I'm looking at this math, math and like even the the playoff calculator that I've been going off of show Cincinnati has a hundred percent chance of making the playoffs where St. Louis city has a greater than 99% chance of making the playoffs because mathematically we haven't clinched yet. That's why I'm so confused about the whole situation. You know what I mean? Well, I'm looking here on at the playoffstatus.com and it shows that we have whenever it comes to like, like say for example, in 10th place or lower, it says that that team will finish better than that playoff spot. So it's saying that we will finish ninth or higher and on playoffstatus.com. But 
Okay, so that but again, that doesn't make any sense because there's only three teams that ca- that cannot catch up to us right now. So, like, in, the thing about that too is it would make sense if you didn't have ties in in soccer because some of these teams probably play each other, and that's maybe uh-huh. where they're they're going off of. And, Could and be. I have not done enough research on it to say is there going to be enough points taken away one way or the other for these teams to not be able to catch up. And maybe that's where it's at, right? I'm but sure just it is. For face value, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know why, um, you know, they're not giving the uh, the opportunity or that the, they're saying that we have clinched when I'm looking at this and it's like, it's not 100% clinched right now. I don't understand it, but, you know, it kind well, of Like you it said, is, it very well could be because of, you know, they're facing each other or those kind of things or whatever. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at the, if you're looking mm-hmm. at that, that takes that in consideration because, you know, I don't think that MLS soccer like is going to be wrong, but that's no, I, I understand that. But like, <laughs> I wish that they would kind of explain that a little bit more yeah. because I'm just sitting there looking at that. And I'm going, that doesn't make any sense because like, who's to say they can't tie, you know, some of these, some of these other teams have like a few points for wiggle room and stuff mm-hmm. like that. If we lose out and like, you know, they, they're going up like, for example, Minnesota, Who's got um you know what a game in hand on us I think just one yeah because they're at twenty nine <clears throat> the the max that they can get to as I said before is fifty two total points obviously there's two points that they have to play around in that aspect of it so say like with two of them that they're facing I'm just gonna throw it out there is like Dallas and uh, or not not even Dallas let's say uh, sporting uh sporting Kansas City and Austin um which are or, or actually L A Galaxy whatever it doesn't matter like. If they draw with those, which is just a point, it's not really taking away points. It's not really giving points. Like, okay, cool. They draw for two of those games. St. Louis City wins out, but they win the other three games. They they catch up to us. You see my point? So I'm not terribly too certain how it is. I just wish there was been better explanation for it rather than just saying, hey, we made the playoffs. Now, all this, would it would have been moot if we could have just won Friday night against LAFC. Um, and obviously, we knew that going into that, if we would have won, would have been fine. Um, I mean, point blank, we're going to be making the play, uh, playoffs. Like, <clears throat> I'm not sitting here saying that that's not going to happen. Uh, right now, again, by <clears throat> excuse me, probability, we have a greater than 99% chance of making the playoffs and also a non-playoffs, uh, non-play-in spot, um, which would be uh, number seven or higher. Uh, we have 97% chance of at least getting to the fourth spot, 72% chance, Adam, as you said, to win the Western table, meaning just getting mm-hmm. first place in the West for the regular season uh, for playoffs. We have 61% chance of getting to the quarterfinals um, probability, at least that means getting to the second round. So winning our first series, uh, we have a 35% chance of making it to the conference finals or the semifinals. We have a 20% chance of making it to the MLS final and only 9% chance to win it all. Again, uh, FC Cincinnati right now is the proverbial favorite at 23% to be able to win that right now. So right. very interesting to see. Uh, and I also wanted to point out something real quick, too. So Miami, enter Miami, right? Uh, the number two league uh, team in the league uh, compared to some other teams. Yeah, to make the playoffs, they have an 8% chance and they have less than 1% chance of probability of winning the cup. So I'm tired of hearing those power rankings. But anyways. Well, I was going to say the power rankings dropped them down significantly recently. I think they're like down to like seventh or eighth, if I recall, this past week. Yeah, which that makes more sense is what I brought what I brought up last week. I felt that made more sense. 
And um, yes, you know, uh, Messe and uh, Alba both got injured in this past game. Um, mm -hmm. They were facing Vancouver, so they won 4-0 anyways. But there, it's just muscle fatigue. They'll be fine. Um, I was, I, I, you never wish injury to somebody, but I kind of wish that Messe would have been out for like at least a game or two, just for the fact that like I can get like office on MLS. They can win whatever cups that they're going after, whatever. I just don't want them in the MLS playoffs because I'm tired of their, like the story of Miami overshadowing St. Louis city right now. Just saying, because like, that's the thing about it. So St. Uh, Louis city makes is, the playoffs. Go ahead. Go ahead. I sorry. I wanted to interrupt you. I found out how we clinched. It's because we drew with LAFC and Austin law. So this is how the scenario works. If St. Louis draws with LAFC and Austin either loses or draws at New York and Minnesota loses or draw at LA, we then could clinch based upon that. That's apparently the scenario. And that was the one that uh, happened in that scenario, why we clinched. So apparently it was due to that. Yeah. Again, that yeah so there it, you go. It, once again, once again, it's not based on wins and losses. It's based on points. That's why it still doesn't make sense to me. So well, I, I don't I'm know. Just now, if, no, no, you're right. You're right. I understand what you're going, what you're getting at. I just wish, like, I wish that, like, in that scenario when they said this is the reason for it, because it's like it, what it has to be based on that th those teams are going to be facing each other, and they're assuming that, yeah, like, right, the points exactly. that they that they don't get, yeah, are going to be taken away from. Correct. Them. That has to be the case. But yeah. But I just want to give you that uh, update there or whatever. Mm -hmm. No, it makes more sense. Uh, it makes it makes sense. You know what I mean? Again, like yeah, we knew, absolutely. like going into that game with LAFC, just by the numbers, like <laughs> looking at point blank, we knew if we won that game, we would have definitely been to the playoffs. Um, obviously, we are. There were a number of, of scenarios. There were actually eleven scenarios. Yeah. One, obviously, if we won, and then there were literally ten other scenarios where we would clinch, uh, based upon how the other teams, you know, basically, you know, f how the other games played out or whatever. And that was the specific scenario that in essence, I guess, gave us that win or whatever, or gave us the, 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 uh, uh, the clinch or what that, whatever is because mm, Austin true. actually drew and Minnesota, um, what did they do? They ended up Minnesota losing they, they, to galaxy. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So there you go. Yep. And put it this way, too. So if St. Louis City gets one more win or if San Jose, uh, San Jose and Portland, really, for that matter, but more or less San Jose, if they lose. Uh, so if City wins or if San Jose and Portland lose, we'll be guaranteed number seven. Um, there you go. Because right now we are 10 points ahead of San Jose for number seven. Um, with, but they also have played 30. So they have eight games uh, or they have four games left which is a total of 12 points. So uh, they could, the total they can get to is 52. And obviously mm -hmm. we're at 50. So all we got to do is one more, more game. There you go. Yeah. It's also Four interesting conclusion that we point, have but... the uh, highest goal differential in the Western Conference. It's not even particularly close. We've got 18. Yeah, because number two is LAFC yeah. with 10. LAFC with 10. Yeah. You go yeah. over and that's East, that's. We would be second only to Columbus. So we literally have the second best goal differential in the entire fucking league. So if they take the way the team is playing into account for these odds at all, then that's going to 
you know, weighed them in our favor quite a bit too. Yeah. So the probability is interesting because like our playoffs or like our seeding and stuff like that really didn't change all that much. Um, but I will say because of our, I will say, I mean, we're still getting results. I mean, we're getting points, we're drawing and stuff like that, but it hasn't been like a win and we haven't like been able to really like, you know, we haven't mm-hmm. got a signature win in a minute. It has hurt our playoff, our, our chances of winning the cup and uh, that probability because it went from uh, 13% from last uh, last week to 9%. So they dropped us down 4% well, on winning the cup. Get 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 the slump kind of out of the way, even though they're not necessarily slumping. It's just that, you know, we're ending up, you know, obviously drawing in some of these scenarios, but get that slump out of the way, so to speak, and then going into the playoffs hot. That's my, that's my thought. Yeah, exactly. And real that's quick, the way I, I'll I look at it. <laughs> so like, check, check this out, right? So, and this is actually what I, I was, I was before you brought up the uh, scenario, Adam. This is kind of what I was complaining about. So like, Messi's injury overshadowed everything when it came to St. Louis clinching for the playoffs. Well, right? of course it did. Right he's, now, <laughs> he's literally like, if you go I to MLSsoccer.com, he's the literal like he's the front like story yeah. of everything. Just you know, change and their logo to a silhouette of line. They of might basketball. as well, yeah. Like, there's <laughs> nothing well, on the front page well, yeah. here about St. Louis City SC at all. It's literally Miami, 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 Miami. I literally see pink everywhere on this page if you just scroll through. So, yeah, I mean, it just shows how small time the league is still, really. I mean, it's really ridiculous. They're really trying to monetize this. They know that oh, yeah. they have the entire Lionel Messi country. tracker. Lionel Messi. Yeah. Who did you know, Jer- Jersey swap is now like going to buy inner Miami jerseys and all they all get to split the profit. Yeah. Like, yeah <laughs> I mean, they have a whole section di- on their homepage dedicated to, li- to, to Messi here. It's re- a whole we section. Need a Lionel Messi tab. Yeah. They literally have a whole section on their on their freaking homepage oh my God. they have like the home they have like match day 33 hispanic carriage month and then lionel messi like the whole <laughs> it's, it's, it gets its own subdomain it's yeah like, and lionel messi and here's my thing, right? and here's my thing. as much as oh. i i like messi and i understand how big of a deal it is for them to be uh, for him to be part of the mls i completely understand that but at some point, you need to act like a professional organization and not give your one a one player in the entire league that much notoriety. Like they didn't, the ML, NBA did not do that for Michael Jordan. Just saying. Now, granted, again, the technology is yeah. different stuff like that. He was still on, you know, like again, especially in the Chicago. Well, the dude's area, injured now. So what? So what does that tell you? Yeah. Like what are for real, Adam. Again, so this is <laughs> this is my point, right? If you go to MLS News right now. Uh-huh. So number three, I'm just going to I'm going to read this uh, read this off because I have them in order. Number three. After scoreless draw versus LAFC, uh, St. Louis City clinches playoff bid. Really? So first and foremost, they have to put a, you know, the precipice on it that yeah, we, we had yeah. a scoreless yeah. draw with LAFC. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, number two. It, at least they gave us something anyway. Yeah. Number two. Number two article right now. Nashville gains valuable three points versus Sporting KC. Okay. 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 National team. Yeah, and they have a good fan base. Number one, Messi says PSG never honored him for Argentina World Cup win. Which I'm gonna go what? on a quick rant, real quick, before we do any of this. <laughs> give the fuck. Sorry, like I don't want them to do that shit, but it's PSG. You're like, I mean, who gives a shit? I know. Saint-Germain. 
it's it's a club team. Why do they have to go out of their way to say, hey, congratulate? We didn't do that for Newbar when he came back after winning oh with Japan in the World Baseball and put him on a you know go. Yeah, awesome. Good for you. Hey, by the way, by the way, just got to point this out, Messi. Just shut the fuck up. The captain of PS, uh, PSG, which is the guy that I like the most, Kylian Mbappe, they didn't honor him when he won the World Cup either. And by the way, that's who you beat in the finals last year, last World Cup. They didn't honor him either because they're more worried right now about winning Champions League. So why why do you feel oh, – again, I got to get off that because I'm getting too angry. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I, I will say on MLSsoccer.com, after all the peak and all the mess here, we, we got a little tiny blurb on the right-hand side that says – Playoff secure, St. Louis City chase next landmark in historic season. They gi- they gave us a little tiny blurb. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Blurb. Appreciate it. Tiny but that's right <laughs> below the uh, that's right below the 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 advertisement to buy season pass for MLS season pass on Apple TV as well. <laughs> so right below the ad. <laughs> right below the ad. We had, of course, Messi in the freaking picture in the ad. That's anyway, terrible. That's crazy. There, I was yeah, just literally telling that to Josh. I was like, oh, they're having some, you know, some sales on, uh, on some, you know, on some uh, jerseys and stuff for, you know, they were yeah. like twenty percent off. So you go to you go to the MLS store and like the. Everything, messy, 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 like everything. You can't even find other shit hardly at all. Dude, you have to go if, digging. Okay. It's crazy. What if Messi retires after the season? What if he, oh, what if he flat Jesus. out retires after the season? I would laugh then so much. Miami needs oh, to retire his number, of course. <laughs> right. The M- no, the entire MLS is going to retire number 10. Yeah. Oh, they have to. Okay. They, 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 yeah, they all retire 10. Yeah, no doubt about it. After this historic season of no of half a, of less than of, of less than half a season, the entire MLS will retire number ten. You know what's like, funny? Hey, yeah, is, Lubin, I uh, forgot Lubin, that I know they that don't do really that good. in soccer, but that makes it even better. Like honestly, <laughs> that makes oh, it even more hyperbolic. So let's roll with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm telling you right now. So that's what they'll do. They'll go to our Lubin and go, hey. So we know you, you're all you're a phenomenal you gotta give it up. We're gonna need you to take your jersey. Yeah. No, just add a zero oh. to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're you're gonna be player hundred now. Yeah, like, I was yeah, gonna say ridiculous. number ten, like the you or know no. the coveted, the coveted number ten that you know that's always said the you know the midfielder, the attacking midfielder. Sorry, but you can never be number ten again. That's yeah, never exactly. happening. It'll never happen. Never happen again. I tell you so. Uh, we're, we need to have Danny back on, um, you know, our soccer friend, her soccer expert. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to get his opinion on Messi now being in MLS. And also, like, are any of these, like, issues that I have or really all anybody else has with it? Like, is that kind of how he feels or does he feel this is all good? Like, you know, what what's his take on it? So I'll definitely try to get him on the show at some point here soon because I definitely want to, you know, get a wrap up with him all the hype and shit is ridiculous yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'm sorry but like i understand that you know i guess maybe it's good for mls because you know it brings in this attention or whatever and maybe some you know fair weather fans i guess i don't know whatever but at the same time it's kind of aggravating like if you're any other team because this is like there's all this hype for one dude and he's like he just showed up here you know what i mean Dude, so look at uh, look at uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati is the number one team in MLS, and nobody. Yeah, but they don't give a shit. 
Yeah, nobody gives a yeah, shit about no Cincinnati. Everybody talks about freaking Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're. I mean, I would be mad, pissed if right? I was in since I would be pissed if I was Cincinnati. No doubt about it. Well, because yeah, LAFC and in, in Seattle are having down years. So, and those are like the other two like huge markets. So they're trying to focus on Miami like above everything. They're like, thank God. Like, <laughs> but it's like, come on, we were supposed to finish in last place. And here we are about to f- potentially finish and win the West. Yeah. You know, in first, for God's sake. That's that should be huge news. It yeah, I'm telling be, you, if I, we win first. Yeah, go on. Go on, OJ. I, I do kind of understand wanting to de-emphasize that a little bit because to me that also makes the league seem kind of small time because Austin did it like two years ago too. So it's starting to look like, man, people are just able to walk in here and just immediately be good because I guess the rules must help teams, which is good. But also I think it makes it seem like the competition isn't that heavy. You know, if you just try hard enough, <laughs> you can – you could just do it. <laughs> but it, it's it's still a young league, though. Like, that's not really yeah. fair. That's not a fair assessment because it's a, a young league. I mean, that's like saying, OK, hey, Arlington uh, won the won, you know, uh, the XFL last year. Right. At four. And yeah. Six. Oh, I guess <laughs> yeah. anybody and everybody can win. Well, yeah, anybody and everybody yeah. can win, especially in this yeah. system or whatever. But, you know, that's that's a, a small time. Yeah, I mean, that's all I'm saying. And they I'm just saying. The way they tried to like, uh, the way they tried to sort of associate themselves with like the European leagues and shit, with the way they started naming their teams and all that, you know, it makes me think that they're like really they care a lot about their image and how they're seen worldwide. So they probably do want to like mask any kind of things that make it seem like they're a weird, volatile, like unstable league. You know what I mean? Yeah. They won't. And that is true too, because. Right, because a lot of them have changed, you know, like because obviously like the Vancouver Whitecaps, you know, like is they, they got away from the nicknames like of like, you know, St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Cardinals. And like that's the nickname for the St. Louis team, Cardinals, Blues, whatever. They got away yeah. with that. A few of them did keep their team. But like because Salt Lake used to be called something, but now they're real Salt Lake. And it's super funny because yeah. I'm like, OK, so by the way, so they, they pronounce that even it real mean? Salt Lake. <laughs> Yeah. Like, so like Real Madrid, Real Madrid, obviously yeah. not one of the best teams in the world, but Real, it means Royal. So it's Royal Madrid. So it's the, it's, so essentially the way that they are personifying themselves right. is they are the, the, you know, the cream of the crop in Madrid, because obviously there's a lot of teams in Madrid. Um, so like, but they're like, oh, we're the, we're, but that's but Spanish, I think about it, it's like, freaking, it's a Spanish, like, Real like, is a Spanish like, title, you know? Right? Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. like, it's not like you're in New Mexico. You don't share a border. Yeah. Like, why yeah, this is be, like, freaking the whitest, not well, Real the, Salt the, Lake. The whitest, <laughs> the whitest freaking place on earth, freaking Salt hey, Lake City. Spanish people are <laughs> Spanish people are white, dude. People yeah. from Spain are mostly white. Yeah, man. but so the people for, the people saying. from the people from Utah are definitely not Spanish. That's true. Yeah, they 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 pronounce it real, <laughs> but I'm like, it's definitely real Salt Lake. I mean, like, it, I get what really you're trying to go there. for, but you are in an American real league Salt in an American Lake. very white real area, Salt Lake, not real very Salt white. Lake. Just saying. God, oh, dude. God. It, yeah, no, that's that is dumb. Like, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, it, yep. God, it's terrible. And then you call it football. Like, come on, dude, we don't call it that here. Like, yeah, can you soccer. imagine? 
if like in South America, like something, they're like, oh, we need to call it football. We can't say football. Not in Brazil, obviously, in the other South America. We can't say football. We had to say football. Because that's how the English, the British people pronounce it. Like, fuck off. <laughs> it's actually super oh, funny. Man. So I've been watching a, a lot of, this is a little bit, it's it's on the same uh, same vein. But I've been watching a lot of anime lately. And uh, it's a the one anime I was watching is about a bunch of like high schools and they're like trying to get into like colleges and stuff. But, you know, in in most of most of the world, they say university instead of college, right? But there was one yeah. guy on there, like, they're like, oh, I'm going to get in this university. I'm trying to get in this university. He goes, yeah, I can't wait to go to college. And they go, what the hell did you just say? And they were playing it. He's just like, oh, I'm sorry. When I go to school, he's like, I should have told you I'm going to go to school in America. Yeah. So I'm trying to uh, like, well, you know, it is. And it was, they, funny, they always yeah. say that soccer is an American thing, but in actuality, since I just Googled it, it actually didn't originate in America. It's actually a British term that it was literally, yeah. uh, r- Rugger, which was the name for rugby, and it was, you know, mm-hmm. a soccer, A-S-S-O-C-C-E-R, association football, was li- was literally shortened down to soccer. And it was literally uh, British university students in the late 19th century nicknamed it soccer because it was called a soccer. That's literally where what? the name, name come from. Yes, it's British. <laughs> soccer is British. So it's actually called soccer. Yes. Oh, that's cool. The British literally <laughs> called it soccer. You can't, you, oh. they can't say this is an American thing. No, it's England's fault. 100%. So really, we're being, we obviously are the most like. Well, it's uh, like blaming America for using the imperial system. Well, I'm sorry, yeah, but yeah. we didn't invent Still that. Still it. But honestly, it's way too much of a pain in the ass to switch at this point. Like, if, if well, for no I'm reason saying, other than you, to what, you not, conform with our other origins, people, not to go in this history merge. lesson, but our origins root back to to you know to the United Kingdom to to Britain. So therefore, yeah. all of our things, soccer and <laughs> technically, and also the imperial system and all many other things, come from our roots. So there you go. So don't blame America. Blame England. Just saying. I will blame uh, Atlanta. So Atlanta, who (laughs) used to be just called Atlanta United, which I thought was kind of a cool, like clever way to say nickname. That was your nickname was like, you're the United, but it's obviously representing the entire city. And then they changed it from Atlanta United to Atlanta United FC. So Atlanta United Football Club, even though you play soccer in America, God damn it. Well, apparently the British stopped using it 40 years ago. So they were using it not all that long ago. Just saying. There you go. I'll I'll rest on that. Like 1983. Yeah. Like 40 years ago, they were still calling it soccer. And then they decided, oh, we're going to change it. And then we're going to blame the Americans. God, people are so ridiculous. Just saying. So, your par- we so our parents, the, uh, you know, Charlie, yeah. <laughs> anyways, let's talk a little bit about uh, the college sports scene here with uh, specifically to the football stuff here. Um, got talk big time M-I-Z-Z-O-U win. Mizzou beats Kansas State. Ooh, uh, that record. was a huge ass win. Um, you know, Adam, did you get to watch a game? OJ, I think you I did watched not. The game, didn't you? I didn't see the game, but I definitely seen the highlights, especially that, uh, you know, the record, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, field goal as well. You know, yeah. that record field goal 61 record. Yards. And, 61 yards. 61 yards. Longest SEC record. Yep. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And that was because originally it was like we weren't going to be able. I was like, okay. 
honestly, it's like, okay, before the five-year penalty because of the delay of game, it's like, is, do we have a chance? And then obviously we get the delay of game and, uh, you know, and we get the five-year penalty and it's like, oh my God, 61 yards. There's no way, but believe yeah. it or not, it's pretty incredible. I didn't believe anyway. it either. No, I, I actually didn't get to see much of it. I watched it, I listened to it on the radio as best I could, but I had to mm-hmm. help, uh, help somebody put in a pool, take the cat to the vet, drop my girlfriend off somewhere like so i was pretty fucking busy but while i was working on the pool i had it on my phone so like i kept going over to like take a look at it was like, <laughs> right you know yeah. so i saw the field goal of course which was crazy because i can't I believe, believe it like that. i yeah i'm like i i thought there was no fucking chance i mean and it's me just too. I was like, I'm a there. long field goal <laughs> he just I'm been saying. like I'm a yarder yeah, exactly. And that's what I thought. I'm like, okay, you know, 50 maybe, right? And it's like, well, he's got the lake. He, he likes longer kicks and stuff. I'm like, but I'm like, still, it's a 61. Like, professionals can't hit that, right? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, like, it's yeah. like, is this a Justin Tucker of college football? Good dang. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So he kicks the <laughs> no, ball. Exactly. And like, the entire time, I'm like, okay, well, it's straight enough, but there's no way this is going to be deep. And then the guy underneath the, uh, underneath it, you know, that was supposed to be returned, he just kept looking and yeah. looking and looking like, holy shit to go and then the rest of the shook their head and put it up like and wait i screamed i was like oh my god i can't believe he did that because i mean it literally reminded me of the 66 yarder you know from justin tucker from uh what was a couple years ago or whatever and i still remember that i'm just like oh my fucking god that was crazy you know when they were playing the lions but clutch things of all time for sure good lord and then seeing that all over again but because if he doesn't make that, we lose that game, hundred percent. We have yep. so many chances to ice that game away, and we just continue to stumble upon ourselves. I mean, we almost stumbled right there. I mean, it was a fifty-six yarder, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh shit!" Well, There's like was... three seconds left in the play call. Yeah, or, I was like, fucking pissed. That's what I'm saying. That's part of the reason I thought there was no way he was gonna make it. I'm like, "Fuck you, drink." <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it was his fault, but I don't know how the fuck. You give yourself a delay of game penalty, like just hey, just come over to the side and let's talk about some things. Like, yeah, yeah, of all of all things, yeah. Give the field position away for no fucking reason. It's mm-hmm. inexcusable, yeah. dude. I was like, oh my god. Well, I think god, that the, this is. I, I think that they realized, like the the. I think that the game clock wasn't running, but the but the um the um. Oh play God, the play clock running. was running. Yeah, you know what I mean, no, yeah, because yeah, it's part of the rule where they stop the in college football. Now they stop it after every first down. And when it's yeah, like that's right. Late the game no, no, or whatever, no, no, no. they automatically stop the clock. But for, he spiked the ball. So he he spiked the ball, and that's the problem oh, with it. So yeah, he spiked, oh, okay. Yeah, he, he spiked the right, ball, which spike. immediately starts the play clock. But they, for whatever reason, thought it was a fucking timeout. And so, like, he's oh, just walking shit. around, blah, 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 And now they're talking to the special teams because they were talking about potentially trying to get some a few yards back, essentially, or mm-hmm. whatever. While trying to fucking decide this, you know, all of a sudden, like, here comes, you know, Dirkowitz comes busting up and, like, you know, getting to his quarterback and his offensive coordinator being like, dude, there's three seconds left on the clock. Run the damn play. And it's like, well, there ain't no way you're going to get to the line now. You know what I mean? That, well, that no, I, I don't think the yeah. clock was running, though. The clock would have been running if they spiked it because the they were out of timeouts. Play clock was yeah, running, though. No. Uh, the play clock no, you, was running. No, yeah, if, no. If you, 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, if you, I was saying if you the game spike the ball, they stop the game clock. The game clock after does first not continue. The game clock I know, does I not continue down. if you spike a ball. It's an incomplete pass. I know. That's so what I'm what saying. You- I think they had just got a first down. I don't think they spiked it. I think they had just got a first mm-hmm. down because if they had spiked it, they were out of timeouts already at that part. That's what I'm saying. I seem to remember that they had already called a timeout much earlier in the drive. And so from what I remember, they just got on the first down, but the play clock was going because I don't think the time was ticking. I, I, mean, I didn't go back and watch it to be sure, but that's how I'm, I remember it. I'm pretty sure that they they killed the ball because they killed the ball. Then they had because they were trying to make sure that they had enough time to get it off. And that's the reason why they also were wanting to be like, okay, well, this is kind of that weird area of like five seconds or whatever. So even if we do make the field goal, technically, there's like two seconds left in the game. Do we really want them to be able to run this back on us? So that's why there were the conversation. Do we try like a quick out? And if the pass isn't there, just throw it away, be done with it or whatever. Yeah, you're right. You're right. right. I think I'm. I'm tripping. I don't know why I was thinking that the clock would. That's weird. I was thinking the clock wouldn't stop for some reason. It's like I forgot the rules of football for a second. But like, <laughs> no, it's all good, dude. But yeah, God, it happens. Yeah, that's a break. And apparently there was a flag on the final play, and it was against there was not a State. State. Oh. No, well, no, I know I've exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I was going to finish my statement, them. but I'll wait. Yeah, no, go ahead, Adam. I think you got so it. So Drinkwitz said that the flag on the final play was K-State having two players wearing number eight in the field, and if the kick was no good, uh, that he would have another chance at it, apparently. So apparently there was a free kick. Well, yeah. see, this is interesting Mavis because was, I remember okay. I, I remember they, 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 show, they said that there was a flag on the field for the, uh, for the commentators, right? But they were showing it, and they couldn't tell what it was. The referees came together, at the obviously, after everybody storming the field. They did not talk to Dirkwitz this entire time. They All all the refs immediately went to converse because, obviously, you have all these students rushing the field. So they all went towards their area or whatever, and they conversed, and immediately they, ta- they talked it over, nodded, and then walked off the field. It was like a 20-second conversation. So that's why the commentators and a lot of analysts, too. And maybe that was something that came up afterwards, like on the official game report or whatever. Um, but th- they said that there was no uh, there was no foul. So maybe they just assumed that Darkowitz yeah. was going to say no. no to it. I don't know. You're right. Yeah. It's because the fans started rushing the field immediately. At that point, it, was, so, it didn't even yeah, matter at that I, point. And plus, it was good as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, if it, I was if, watching that. It would have been the penalty would have been declined, and it would have been that would have been it anyway. But say for example yeah. though yeah, that was, he missed was, that that yeah, flag yeah, would have given penalty, him yeah. yeah that flag would have given yeah. him an option. To, that that was my point. There oh, was a flag sure. though. The flag was out there because uh, Kansas had two players with number eight uniforms on the field, and so based upon that, the they, time they got that penalty that that quarter. Yep. And so based upon that, that he got a free kick there, if he would have missed that, he would have been able to, I mean, I'm saying that was a free kick. If he would have missed it, he would have had another opportunity. I just want to make that point. He didn't have, he didn't have to, but he got on the first try, but because of that, he would have got a second shot as well. You're you're right about that. But yeah, the announcer was confused, I think, because I I know the announcer said, oh, maybe it was like a pom-pom or a yellow shirt or something. No, but it actually was a flag. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and then I heard that officially it was confirmed that it was actually flat. Yep. But yep. it was just as you said, Adam. That's that's what I heard. Correct. Yeah, see, again, I didn't read anything uh, about it, uh, like, afterwards or whatever. So it was just, like, a bunch of analysts that I read, because I was kind of confused about it, too, and was 
like was there a flag like what what was that or whatever and they all just said no it was just like mistaken identity essentially um well it turns out that that was not the case but you know it's not a big deal yeah yeah it's a false so, identity can't have two number yeah. eights there. <laughs> there you go not. correct um so let's uh let, let's talk about this after that big win do we believe that mizzou should be ranked oj i'll start with you do you think that they should be ranked not yet and the reason is i don't really know how good kansas state is because i mean kansas state could very easily be overranked and other than that mm-hmm. mizzou just barely beat middle tennessee state and I mean, they crushed South Dakota, but after they after the first half when they took Grady Cook out, they looked pretty pedestrian against South Dakota. So, I mean, it could be a thing where they were just literally spent no time prepping for those teams and just that's what it was. But they clearly did open up the playbook a lot more here. Uh, my point is, if I was like a ranking committee, I would move Mizzou up and Kansas State down like they did. But I don't know that. Like, I'm not mad as a person that's a fan of Mizzou that they're not ranked yet. Like, let them them not lose to Memphis or Vandy first before we (laughs) before we go ranking them, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that and that's exactly how I have it right now, too, OJ, is so right now, for anybody that does not know, uh, right now, the AP poll um, has Mizzou at number 27, right? Yeah, 27. Um, actually we're, we're at 27, the AP and the coaches, we have 72 points right now, uh, on the AP poll to put that in perspective, Kansas, uh, Kansas state is number 28. So they're right behind us with 54 points. Also though, we're chasing Florida, which is 25. They have 103 points. So we have a little bit of makeup there. Now in the coaches poll, it's even worse. We're still 27, but 26 is, um, Kansas state. Uh, they have 140, uh, 14 points. UCLA is the number 25th team, according to the coaches poll. They have 156 points. Again, Mizzou at 27, 44 points. So a lot of coaches don't mm. believe in this. Um, but that's kind of how I see it, too. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, again, we barely win against Middle Tennessee State. You take a look at Kansas. Uh, like, so Kansas State, they beat earlier in the season Southeast Missouri, 45 nothing. While you're at home for that, they were at home versus Troy. They won that game 42-13. This was their first away game to an unranked Mizzou and you lost 30 to 27. So like, I guess, you know, they were riding off their preseason rankings, but I didn't even think that Kansas state deserved to be in in the top 15 anyways. And obviously they were ranked number 15. So I'm okay with Mizzou not being ranked, but to your point, I think that if they beat Memphis and let's say they beat Memphis by like, like two sports, let's say, you know, it's a a 28 to 14 game or something like that. You know what I mean? Like if they win by like two scores, I think at that point, okay. Especially if you have a couple of losses, now I think that you can maybe push them to 25, 24, somewhere there. But I, I don't believe that they right. – I think 27 is a very fair spot for them right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if they go out and handle business against Memphis and Vanderbilt, then I would expect them to be ranked going into the game against LSU. Yeah. Because Memphis, right. according to – I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like sort of a – Ken Palm type ranking that some uh, some people are looking at, something like that. But they basically have uh, Memphis like four spots below us. Now, Memphis hasn't played fucking anybody. I mean, you think no. the schools we've played are cupcakes, like, <laughs> other than Kansas State. Like, Memphis has played, you know, teams that are cupcakes to Memphis, and that's it so far. So, and they've, you know, they've obviously hammered them. So, 
But it's still, you can't go to sleep on this game either because you could ruin everything by dropping one of these next two games that you should win. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, and it's pretty weird cool. Weirdly like, enough. Uh, uh, no, never mind. I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. Go ahead. Uh, but I was going to say, so I'm just taking a look at it. This is just scoring like the ESPN for the AP ranking and stuff like that. So uh, uh, they're not in the top of Memphis. They're not in the top like 30. Because uh, you have Kansas yeah, State, TCU, Fresno State. Yeah, yeah, because you have Auburn and Louisville both with one vote or whatever. And I, there is whatever, like a whole list. Go ahead. Whatever I heard, I think it was on the radio. Was one, somebody say, mentioned it on there. Whatever they were looking at had us like 37 and Memphis 41, something like that. That was in football. That was after the Kansas State <laughs> Kansas State game. So I guess it depends what site you want to look at. <laughs> yeah, and that's – yeah, I about to say it really does depend because it all comes down to votes. You know what I mean? So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, that one does. That's what I'm saying. The one they were looking at I think is like – Ken Palm, which is not votes. Like, pretty sure it's like some sort of Ken Palm like ranking of football teams. So there would be some sort of formula behind it, but I would I don't know what it was. <clears throat> okay. Well, speaking of the like the top twenty five here, is there any teams that really kind of like stand out to you, like that are, you're kind of surprised with in the top twenty five? Um, you know, I kind of I'll start I, here. I mean, like. I, Go on if you if you want to start. Going. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. No, go for it. I got okay. plenty to say. The, yeah, the one thing that's really surprising to me, honestly, especially because of the demise uh, that's coming next year, for the Pac-12. So the Pac-12, which has 12 teams, has seven of them in the top 25. That's freaking ridiculous, right? Yeah. Now. You know what I mean? You have Washington at number eight, which I cannot believe Washington is ranked number eight. It's been a long time since last time they were ranked this high. Demarco Farr was a defensive tackle playing in Washington. Damn. Gotcha. Right? That was the, but they were also, I think, at the time, like four or five, too. But that's how long it's been. Uh, they haven't faced anybody just yet, uh, but they've, they've been blowout wins. I mean, they faced Boise State, which is a decent, decent test or whatever, but 56 19, they won that. They faced Tulsa, again, a decent test, 50, uh, 43 to thir- uh, 10. Then they, t- they were at Michigan State, again, decent test, 41 7. They've been dominating, but they don't really have a true test. You know, their next couple of games, um, they have, they're at home against California. They're at Arizona. The next one for them is going to be versus Oregon. That's going to be the biggest one for me. Um, but, yeah, they're ranked number uh, number eight. Number 10 uh, is Oregon, which is always kind of a staple for the Pac-12. Utah, same thing. They're uh, now number 11. Uh, but Oregon State. Oregon State, which is super funny, is like that's one of the teams if you remember correctly, from when we talked about the Pac-12 realignment, uh, Oregon State and uh, Washington State were both one, uh, two, the, the teams that were kind of left, be- left behind from the other big teams, right? Yeah, both right now ranked in the top 25, which is just freaking crazy to me. So you're like leaving these teams behind in the Pac-12, but it's nuts. But uh, DJ Ungalale, who used to be the quarterback at Clemson, he transferred because he kind of fell out of uh, favoring Clemson, didn't do very well uh, as a Clemson fan. Um, and Adam, I know you watched a few games with DJ Ungale at quarterback yeah. and did not want to agree. Yeah, uh, so he's now at Oregon <laughs> State and has brought uh, the Beavers, though, to a 3-0 record. 
Um, now, that being said, too, Oregon State hasn't faced anybody either, just like most of the country at this point. San, they yeah. were at San Jose, San Jose State, beat them 42-17 <laughs> versus UC Davis 55-7, and then they just recently were at home against San Diego State and won that game 26-9. But they have their, one of their main rivals. Uh, they are at Washington State, who's ranked 21 in the nation. Then they go right after that. They're at home against Utah. So Oregon State has really got a long way to go um, when it comes to that. Uh, anybody else that kind of speaks out to you, OJ, before I move on to my next one? Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about surprises, then we can move to the SEC yeah. because, you know, uh, Alabama, you know, they were they were tied with uh, University of Southern Florida or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Like into the yeah, – it was like a three-three three tie yeah. or something yeah, it's like a three-three yes. tie going into the fourth quarter, something like that. Holy crap, dude! And I'm telling you right now, this team looks like absolute garbage. So first and foremost, because that's actually on my list too, is and it's actually funny. It's the number two surprise here for me is Alabama at number thirteen. Just a real quick thing: this is the first time that Alabama and Nick Saban have been out of the top ten in college football since 2015. Eight mm. fucking years. That's crazy i don't like saban i do not like alabama but you have to respect what they've been able to accomplish there that's that's ridiculous records not the the overall record which belongs to the uh miami hurricanes but anyways uh we'll uh get off buy him out uh take it (laughs) i'm sorry buy him out (laughs) right uh anyways uh so Alabama, you know, they, they take on MTSU, which is, I don't even know, what is MT? Oh, that's Middle Tennessee. That's freaking hilarious. So they took on Middle Tennessee say, as well. Oh, so you're saying M? Okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah sorry. Go. MTSU. Yeah, they, they stopped them 56-7, uh, to seven, but then they lost to Texas at home 34-27. to 27, mm-hmm. And then as you just pointed out to, uh, to US, uh, USF, the University of South Florida, they were at South Florida. But they're seventeen to three. They barely won that game. Yeah, it's just well, and like you I know, said, it, it was tied like at three going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, their offense so, has just been absolutely a, a dismal. They can't figure out the quarterback situation, and it looks like it's yeah. weird because we always know that Alabama can recruit, but this year it doesn't look like they 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 recruited at all. I mean, it looks like these guys yeah. are in high school right now. Yeah, they look like Brady Cook looked last year. <laughs> Yeah, that's a Alabama awesome. fans aren't used to seeing that. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, those guys have lots of stars next to their name. But yeah, that USF game, they only played their two backups who were abysmal. So I think they don't have a quarterback controversy going over there anymore. It's kind of like it's kind of like the opposite of what Mizzou did, whereas like Mizzou had a quarterback controversy going into their week three game as well. But like they silenced the critics positively. Because now people are more confident in Brady Cook than they ever have been because he had a monster game. Whereas Alabama people are also more confident in their starter than they've ever been. But it's because their backups are so fucking bad. (laughs) Like, oh, God. And they're probably losing their minds. And they're like ranked 13 or something, you said? (laughs) Yeah, 13. And they're probably so mad about that. (laughs) It doesn't get much easier for them either. So their next game is at home versus Ole Miss, and Ole Miss is ranked 15th. And I think that Ole Miss is going to beat them this year. Then they're at Mississippi State, which is always kind of – 
I'm uh, Ole Miss. Oh yeah. Um, they've been yeah. good for the past couple of years, but like, oh, I, know. I didn't know they got them that good. Yeah. Yeah, I always kind of looked at it as more like team. Arkansas kind of program. Yeah, kind of. That's yeah, a good, yeah. Um, so after Ole Miss, they are at Mississippi State, which has been a killer to them in recent years. Then they're at Texas A&M, which has also been a killer to them in recent years, although I don't think that one is nearly as dangerous as the uh, Mississippi State game. Then they're at home versus Arkansas. They're at uh, home versus Tennessee, at home versus LSU. Um, you know, it just doesn't get easier for uh, for Alabama here. I wouldn't be surprised here if Alabama loses again, especially like if they lose to Ole Miss, they might be out of the top 25. And that would Holy shit. We went, yeah, think about that for a second. Alabama not in the top 25. Whew, they might fucking buy Nick Saban out. <laughs> so, dude, it's actually super funny. There are people there saying this is the end of Nick Saban's, like, dynasty and that he's going to retire. Like, if not this after this season, maybe after next season if they have the same uh, same type of season. I mean, it's not looking great. God. Like, full out, honestly, it's, it's not. He's looking older. Like, he's looking frustrated. Like, he doesn't have the answers. His players don't seem to be able to respond very well. And it, the uh, the SEC is only going to get tougher because there's more and more teams coming in the SEC now. You know? So, like, it's – I don't know, man. This is going to be interesting for Alabama. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, Texas will be over here next se- next season. Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, man. Yeah. They start shooting. T- I don't know. <laughs> I'm about to say, because, yeah, and that's the other thing, too, is Texas is really going to be a problem for Alabama, especially when it comes to recruiting, because Texas is now all of a sudden on the rise again. Again, they're number three team, I think, or number four. You're number three. Yeah, because because uh, Florida State's ranked number four. I should have known that. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, but, yeah, so, like, it's only going to get harder for them um, in recruiting and stuff like that, especially if Nick Saban does decide to hang it up. How the hell do you, you know, replace Nick Saban? So, I, I don't know, but. Anyways, uh, to that point, though, Jay, do you have another team uh, or anything else, a storyline that kind of speaks out to you when it comes to surprises? Uh, I'm having trouble thinking of some right now. I've got some on the tip of my tongue, but if I think of them later, I can say them. But uh, otherwise, we can move about, on. Yeah, yeah, how about Colorado at 19, man? So I, I'm real. this is oh, kind of like the message thing. Wait, what? Uh, they put Colorado at 19? Thank you. Thank you. And it's because for of beating Colorado time. State. <laughs> Dude, so listen. So, well, no, 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 no. Hold, hold on. No, they fucking... put them at. They put them this high specifically because at the very beginning of the season, their first game was at TCU and they beat them 45 mm-hmm. to four, uh, four, uh, um, to 45 to 42. So it was a very close game. And by the way, yeah. TCU isn't even fucking ranked anymore. So like, yeah. how do you, how did, how does that win mean that much? So then your next win, uh, your next game was at home versus Nebraska. You beat the snot out of Nebraska. Well, Nebraska is not Nebraska anymore. They haven't been in the top 25, I don't think, in like three years. You know what I mean? So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And then, then you're, then Colorado State. And the only reason why Colorado State was a quote unquote primetime game was because of Norvell, the coach for Colorado State, said the comments about Coach Prime that like led to this giant like you know feud or whatever and it was a rival game but at the same time like this that's kind of like really that's just worthless to me you know what i mean i don't know but as you as you just said dude i'm sorry oh yeah exactly double overtime off that yeah yeah i mean they beat like a not very good nebraska like i don't know that nebraska 
is anywhere near the top 25, you know, this season. Oh. So like here, actually, like, uh, go on, go on. Not very good. Not very good. And then, like you said, TCU's not ranked there. And these aren't like incredible, like TCU is usually pretty good, but they're not like some fucking Alabama or it's not like that kind of win that would vault you that high from, you know, yeah. being terrible. <laughs> well, and the thing about it is, like, so the reason why TCU is pre uh, pre seasonally ranked so high is because obviously went to the playoffs last year, right? Um, they yeah. got their tail, they got their butts kicked, but they also lost so many freaking seniors. So I don't well, know yeah, what they were kind saying. of. That was yeah. as good as it gets for TCU is getting in the playoffs. They're not normally that caliber of a team, is what I was getting at. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. So like, you have them preseason ranked that's 17. That's fine. Colorado, I think, came preseasonally ranked in, in the season at like 24 or something like that. But like, so then, okay, cool. You can understand the jump, but they've consistently continued to move them over and over and over. And by the way, Nebraska's not even in the top 50. <laughs> That's crazy. Nebraska football, not even in the top 50. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they rank Colorado at all to begin the season. I mean, I know they got Deion Sanders and they, he basically took his That's entire team why. from from what was it? Where did he coach at before? Jackson Sit State. Up. Jackson State. Yeah. So those yeah. people that tore it up in that in that league or whatever, that division, you know, like that conference, yeah. whatever conference Jackson State mm-hmm. was at Sun Belt, maybe. I think so. I yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, like oh yeah, those guys. Let's rank them in the top twenty-five immediately. Like, wait and see what they do first. I don't know. That's weird. And, and see, and this is this is the thing about it to me, right? Like, I really didn't have a problem with Deion Sanders. Um, you know, I, I don't like how I don't like anybody that calls himself in third person and he talks about like this is prime, you know, like yeah. and, like he does that stuff. And yeah. that's just swagger. It's very annoying, but like I kind of roll my eyes uh, around it. I'm starting yeah. to see between the lines. You know, he's coaching his son, who's a quarterback at Jackson State. Um, the, yeah. the HBCU school that he went to. Okay, good for him to go to that school and, and get the program going, get his son involved, get all these other players involved. But then I think what ended up happening was he was only in Jackson State, I think, two or three seasons. And then I think what he started doing immediately like, after his first season in Jackson State, he's like, wow, I'm getting a lot of attention. You know what I'm going to do? I know my son's going to be here. I know my son's going to be my starting quarterback because why wouldn't he be? I'm going to start seeing, I'm going to call around and see if a program would be willing to take me as a coach. But in doing so, I get to utilize all this new crap in college football and use the transfer uh, protocol and bring whomever the hell I want over. I'm going to see if there's going to be a program that would allow me to do that. And Colorado's like, hey, sure, go ahead and do that with us. You know what I mean? So now he's bringing his son over who would not normally have gotten a chance in a power five school because like he just, his profile wasn't that great coming out of high school and now is giving them a chance yeah. now good for him. Cause he's gotten a couple wins, but if Saunders Sanders can't do the deed here, if they start losing, it's not going to look very good for him at that point. You know what I mean? Especially like yeah. Colorado's next game is going to be the game. I think that they lose. They're at Oregon. Then they're at home versus UC, uh, uh, USC, which is ranked five by the way, right now, like things do not yeah. be easy for this team. And I think they're going to lose. Like, yeah, I don't I mean, think that I think they're going to finish like barely above 500 now, which could still be a win for Colorado. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, that's huge. For them. They were like 111 last year. And uh, so, yeah, that would be a massive improvement for them, especially with wins over like TCU and stuff like as a program, you'd feel incredible about that for sure. But uh, I do agree with you. I mean, 
most people think that they're going to get destroyed in the next game, couple of games they got coming up. And to be fair, most teams we don't know shit about yet. That's kind of why, uh, you know, it's hard to make too much out of a lot of things because everyone's only played three games. So there's a lot of variance over that sample size. Uh, but yeah, that. so. I mean, if they pull it off and they have, like, a good season this season, that will be very impressive because, I mean, I know those dudes are – they killed it last year and you got Deion Sanders as your head coach and everything. But, I mean, they were also playing in the Sun Belt last year and now they're going in. Yeah. No, like, power conference. By the way, yeah, because that was – if I remember correctly, Jackson State, I think, is on the Division Two, and they didn't even win. They never – they didn't win a championship or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So like, yeah, you're gonna have some. They might have some success if there's some good dudes and they like high character guys and they gel well and stuff. They might have some success, but I don't know if it's gonna be as legendary as what's happened so far for Deion Sanders. Although, uh, yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that everybody has an opinion on. They either hate him or they love him. It seems. I don't know. His shtick could definitely be entertaining sometimes, but I can see why it piss some people off too. Yeah. And it's, the funny so- thing about it was like, again, Norvell's approach that in the media is just like, I don't care if they heard about Boulder. You know, he, he's making a point of like how he was raised. He's like, when I talk to people, I look at them in the eye, I take my hat and my, my sunglasses off. I understand what yeah. he was trying to say, but you know how prime is going to be, you know how prime is going to go. <laughs> yeah. And so like, it was just, it, it, dude, but it was so funny to me. So when they did it, because you probably didn't see it, they did uh, the college game day. So, you know, like the pre, like for the week, the pre, uh, the big, big thing that they bring in all these college football stars and all the analysts and that they do the show with the, with the students behind them. Right. Um, yeah. They, they did that. They had the rock there. Like they, they had all these people. So they didn't, by the way, have Norvell come on to the show. They only had Deion Sanders, which I thought was not okay. Um, you know, if you're going to yeah. have one coach on, you need to have the other. but. Yeah. Deion Sanders says, well, you know, Norvell made this personal, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. You can sit there and say that. Yeah. He made it personal. Cause he had these, these, co- these comments about you. Don't you think that you in Colorado also made this personal by all right. of a sudden going and eh, it's Colorado state F them. They haven't been anything like blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but you guys haven't been anything either. That's the reason why this rivalry has been so good for so long for between Colorado uh, state and Colorado is because both teams sucked. So they, it was like yeah. on playing field. You know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. you're, not, you're the ones that like brought them in prime light and, told, and said that they were nothing. But then you say, oh, well, you can't be talking about me that way. It's like you just disrespected this entire school by saying the comments that you said yeah. well beforehand. So like, OK, whatever. You know what I mean? And I, I even said it. I'm like, man, watch Colorado State win this game. And they were winning for a while. And I'm like, man, dude, if they pull this off, it's going to be epic. I'm going to laugh so hard. But Yeah, that you know, was it that would have fucked Deion's shit up for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh man. oh man. But anyways, uh, yeah, let's let's head to our sign off, guys. We've talked we've talked enough here. So, all righty. Uh, Adam, would yes. you like to tell the good listeners how they can reach out to us on our absolutely uh, to our lovely listeners? If you're loving what you're hearing here on the Hometown Losers podcast, be sure and connect with us. Uh, and beyond the airwaves. So join us uh, on Facebook uh, by visiting facebook.com slash the hometown losers. That's L O U S E R S. Um, and you can also check us out on x.com slash hometown losers. So we can't wait to interact with you. 
Um, and we'll be sharing the latest and greatest from the hometown losers there. So let's keep the conversation going. Just to add on that, if there's anything specific sports-wise you want to hear, please reach out to us and give us that because we can definitely talk about whatever. We might not be experts on it, but hey, we could talk to you like we're talking at a bar, talking sports. So we can definitely do that. Uh, for sure. OJ, what do you have, OJ, for the game of the week? Uh, <coughs> I'm going to stick with the Tigers on this one because I think it probably is the one. You know, there's – well – yeah, I'll go with it because it's it's Mizzou at Memphis. There's probably enough. Pe- one of the things I liked about last game is that there's probably enough people in the St. Louis area that care about either from the Kansas State perspective or from the Mizzou perspective. But Memphis is pretty close, so let's stick with Mizzou uh, on the 23rd, and that's where they'll be coming to St. Louis. That's Zoo in the loop. So I know uh, we were mentioning that last week, but that was in Columbia, obviously. So. For Zoo to the Lou, and remember, there's like 18 guys apparently on the Mizzou team that are from St. Louis. So I think they're probably going to ball out. Should be fun to watch. Oh, and hold on, hold on. And for anybody that does not know, that game against Memphis is at where, Adam? The Battle Dome. <laughs> is that what they yeah. call it? <laughs> yeah. Battle. If they, the battle I wish hall. they would rename it that. That way, when people book conventions and shit there, we they have officially made it the battle, battle dome. dome. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's at 6:30 p.m. September 23rd at the Battle Dome. Yep. If, by the way, too, fun. I will give this a quick shout out. If you want to go to that game and you are a season ticket member for the Battle Hawk, check your email. You can get discount tickets that way. Absolutely. Oh no shit. Good yes, info. you can. Yes, Yes, you can. You're going to say, I can give you the plug right now. If uh, if you'd like, you can go to uh, just check it out on the XFL app and um, you can get the uh, the offer. Uh, um, but you can also, if you want, use the promo code BHAWKS, that's B-H-A-W-K-S, and it unlocks $20 off tickets in the lower bowl and club level as well. Nice. It's like we're sponsored and everything now. There we go. We are not. So, if we are, we need to tell me. Because I need a cut of that. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, well. I will. You're just you. a stats guy. You're just, you're just a stats guy, OJ. <laughs> we'll get twenty bucks off, and you can give me the ten bucks. Uh, Maybe getting as something my cut. off of that. You get get 20 bucks off (laughs) from the lower bowl and the club level if you use the code BHAWKS. There you go. Sweet. Good deal. There are still tickets available, and they are not too bad, especially with 20 bucks off. You can be sitting in the lower bowl for like shit for, you know, 50 bucks. 40 bucks, I think. 40 bucks, 50 bucks. I think they actually did go up just recently. It's a a good fucking deal. Really is a good fucking deal. Yeah, absolutely. So go, uh, I was going to say, I'm looking at tickets right now, and they're not bad. The Mizzou Tigers, not the Memphis Tigers. Yeah, Tigers versus Tigers. Yeah, Yeah. starting to think about tickets myself as far away as I live. Be sure and use the promo code BHOPS. I'll tell you what, OJ, and I almost almost tried to see – I was thinking about uh, talking to Adam and trying to go to four four tickets for season tickets if we could have done that for the Battle Hawks. But I'm like, man, you just live so far away. You know what I mean? Like – Adam, you live yeah. a far away too, but your drive I think is a little less than his. Just like all of us meeting up and going to the game would be kind of you know problematic logistically, but 
Yeah. yeah. You guys definitely need to get to a game and we can meet you down there. You know what I mean? Oh, it, for it's sure. just an awesome atmosphere. Totally worth Battle it. Hawks, you guys, and honestly, it's um, cheap enough. I mean, I think I'm. Might They're dirt cheap. Yeah. Is, I was going to uh, say, yeah. even if you single game yeah. tickets, you can get tickets for dirt cheap down there. So. OJ, OJ, for our season tickets, and again, we're like, what, 10 rows off the field in the end yeah, zone? Yeah, in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Joke was $200 for the season for five games. Yep. Oh, you're talking yep. about the Battle Hawks. I was just talking yeah, about. Yeah, the Battle Hawks. Yeah. 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 I was going to look at the Mizzou game. If you want to go to the Mizzou game, you can get tickets in the lower bowl. Like I said, 65 bucks, $20 off if you use the Beehawks promo code. So 45 bucks for a ticket. Yeah. And that's, there you go. Wow. Yeah, dude, that's sick. Yeah, I'll just yeah. fucking, I think I might so, yeah. go. I mean, for this 45 weekend, bucks, right. that's cheap. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's fucking and this, cheap. And these are in like, you know, and these are still pretty good seats, you know? They're in the lower bowl, yeah. so, you know. They better not fucking blow it. They're <laughs> <laughs> not, man. That's God, that would be a long drive home if they blow it. <laughs> Even though it's only like an hour and a half, it would still be a long drive. Yeah, it's going to be an hour and a half just dwelling on that. How do you well, lose? Well, just, just go in there and say, go Tigers. <laughs> and no, by, by default, if you just say, go Tigers, then you'll win. So there yeah. you go. There you there go. You go. <laughs> go Tigers. No colors, yeah. no you know, nothing. O- just go Tigers. OJ, you know what's gonna end up happening, right? You know what's gonna end up happening. And they're gonna go, the Memphis fans are gonna go to high school. They're gonna be like, let's play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be like, oh wait, we don't have another sport that we can play, right? Uh let's yeah. play basketball and, and football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Memphis has got a decent baseball program too, but <laughs> yeah, all those southern states do. Yeah. All right. You know what? Hold on. We got to get to the sign off here. So, because I said this yeah. like a half hour ago at this point in time, as we're just rambling or two hours later. Two hours later. All right. Anyways, listeners, we appreciate it. Uh, as always, uh, check us out uh, next week. We continue our city silliness and chaotic craziness as I get a new notebook to fill out new notes and uh, keep session also 37. <laughs> it's going to be crazy, though. Also do that um, almost like we are guys, by the way, OJ, Adam, we are five weeks away from our one year anniversary. That oh, my is, God. Nuts. That is God. awesome. I'm very excited. You about better that. plan awesome, something big though, for that. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'll think of something. Maybe we'll have a bunch of guest stars or something. I don't know. Maybe I'll have my dogs talk and do this show. We'll have hey, all of our dogs go for it. Support, uh, the, the podcast. Anyway. At least we'll be able to get them to do it. I say that we get <laughs> exactly Trey. Right. I think we should get Travis and Jason Kelsey on and they can uh, they can be our guests. So that oh, way they're going to we're going to yeah, you know, the hometown losers of the new Heights podcast. Yeah, the new yeah, I was gonna say we could have a mashup, the new Heights slash hometown losers podcast. If you don't want Taylor Swift, I will take her. Oh, well, I was gonna God, say it's gonna be between you. It's gonna say between you and Trav are gonna have to fight over her. So, good luck. Maybe, maybe, maybe you could be one album and he could be the next or whatever after the there after the, the, yeah. the breakup. There you go. Album eighty-seven to album number fourteen. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. All right. What, all right. Always, what you've always dreamed about. Anyway. All right, listeners, once again, I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. Uh, You can check us out next week on the Hometown Losers podcast. Have a great night, everybody. See ya.
is OJ, and I wanted to thank you guys for listening to the equivalent of three dudes sitting at a bar talking about sports. We'll catch you next week on the Hometown Losers.